Hello everyone, I'm Moydog. And I'm Karma Cut, and welcome to Command Comms. The podcast where we talk about everything and anything related to tactical shooters. Alright, so welcome back everybody. I hope you guys have had an awesome week. And if you guys were joining us for the Ocus mod, unfortunately you might have experienced a little bit of a DDoS attack. So what 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 kind of happened there, Karma? Yeah, it's been uh it's been really annoying. This dude is really persistent. I don't know who we pissed off, but uh we've actually done some mitigation strategies to kind of address the Ocus server and just trying to figure out how to mitigate DDoS attacks in general. And we're on the right track. I think we might have a solution for next week. So who knows? Maybe this weekend we'll try it out again. But it was a fun time for the time that we did play Moy. I I think we had <laughs> we had that one little clip right there where we both died of starvation with me and uh, Squitters. And it's just it was a lot of fun interacting with people. And it's cool to see that that kind of gameplay can actually come in into squad on a modding level because it's really, really different as you as you played it. It's really different from typical vanilla squad, right? It's not your typical tactical shooter. It's a full on survival conversion. So it's cool to see that stuff come uh, via modding. Yeah, I I've never actually played Rust before, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah, the 15 minutes that it actually worked, it was great. It's unfortunate that, you know, people try to spoil the party and spoil some fun like here. We got some dedicated uh, bad actors on that side, but uh, it's, it's I'm really looking forward to when it does get sorted because like I said, it's it's, it's something you you're never going to see in squad. We 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 had a couple people on on the stream you know, try to jump in and we had a few people at least get into the server when it was up and everybody was having a good time. It was a complete, it didn't, I mean, it looked like squad-ish. It felt like squad-ish, but yeah, I mean, there was building, crafting, you could you know, get resources and stuff. So uh, I really hope that, you know, we can get a little bit more out there and, and have some fun with it because I mean, hey, you're the mod guy, right? You love modding squad. Yeah. It seems like a pretty good overhaul uh, and it's something completely fresh for those who've maybe played squad for years now and kind of want want to do something a little bit different. Yeah, and for the listeners who haven't actually heard too much about Ocus and don't really know what we're talking about, Ocus is pretty much a complete survival mod uh, conversion kit for the actual squad game. So you actually have base building, you have AI zombies, you've got crafting, resource generation. You have all these features that aren't native to squad that have been implemented and built just for this experience through the SDK. And it's really like, even if it was just kind of like a showcase, I think it really speaks to the power of modding because let's say we didn't, you know, go so far into creating uh, these kind of off, you know, off topic features or completely different uh, genre of game and just focused on pushing out more factions or more maps. You can see like with a little bit of work and a little bit of dedication from a couple of modders, you can actually get some really high quality stuff out. So yeah, when we talk about modding and how it is really important for the game, I think it's just going to be a real eye-opener once OWI flicks that switch and brings modding into the mainstream, because I know they like to say they have modding mainstream right now, but it's not really <laughs> that supported. I think when they do flick that switch, you're going to see a ton of content that isn't, you know, like the alien mod or the zombie mods or the survival mods, but just good factions, good maps, uh, maybe like... I know there is like I know there is even the Apache and the Frog or not the Frogfoot, but the uh, the alligator like cast helicopters in before OWI had even implemented Blackhawks. So it's just really, really cool that, you know, you can really get community made content that just flooding. It just floods the community and floods the uh, the community servers. And it's just a really cool way to get 
a lot of content into the game pretty fast. But we've spoken way too much about Ocus today. I think today we're going to take it back a notch and we're going to talk specifically about the squad meta. Pretty much what we think of how the game is being play played, how the certain game modes are actually feeling right now, and how can they be improved and what do we like and don't like about the actual meta. So, Moy, right off the bat, high level stuff. Where do you think squad is at from a gameplay perspective as far as how each match is generally uh, being played? High, high level. We're, we're only high level strats. <laughs> we'll here. get down. We'll uh, get down no. to the nitty gritty here. But yeah, what's your what's your yeah. overall take of like how does it feel? How's it feeling right now? What's the temperature uh, of, of of the servers? Yeah, no squad. I think almost anybody. I mean, we're like when we're talking about high level. I still think you know we're we're not talking about the comp scene because comp in any game is going to be a little bit different than what you're playing on a typical pub meta. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's this pub meta. It's whether it's a kind of a new player server or even experienced player servers. We're still not talking or we're bringing into the the actual competitive meta because that is completely different. Yeah, different. But, yeah, it's good that we distinguish the the difference. Yeah, what there. Get, yeah, we're hey, I'm I'm hitting that right off the bat. You know, <laughs> let's make sure we got that. But uh, the the pub meta I think is is very fast paced and it's fast paced in maybe a little bit of a of a way that players if you have played for a couple years you know going back to v12 uh was very you had movement speed that was a bit slower uh you you had some things just in the game that just made it slower not all these vehicles obviously no helicopters things like that and so i i i've kind of found throughout the past couple years of, of playing squad now that the more aggressive, it seems like every patch, the, the more aggressive and the more in your face and the more go, go, go that you are in squad, you're you're probably going to be more successful. And I think right now the current squad meta is literally that. Like you you can defend, and obviously if you're invasion, invaders or whatever you're defending, you have to defend. But usually the people who are building multiple habs spamming habs spamming bodies on points just go and go go that's kind of that's you're, you're going to be successful and i i know a few people at least that i i've seen it on stream or in discord uh i don't want to say a little burnt out I, I don't think that's the right word but it it feels a little exhausting w what do you think I think uh, you definitely hit on something like I've noticed because I've been playing squad for like four years ever since it came out on Steam. And I think I'm not sure if it changed with time and experience or if it was maybe the player base that changed or if it was features that OWI implemented or maybe a combination of all of them. But there was definitely a moment in time very early on in squads. Um, existence where I kind of felt like I could take my time with strategies. I didn't feel so pressured. I feel like I could think more and I could maneuver more and I, I could take a little bit more time to execute more elaborate plans. Whereas right now where we're at at this point, and like I said, it could be the player base, could be uh, how the game has matured or it could be features and, and design changes that were implemented. But nowadays I feel like everything is so fast and so I, I guess you could say simple, uh, at least at the pub level. I know you can get into more serious strats in, in organized gameplay and stuff like that. But it seems just like build up as many halves as you can, throw bodies on attack, throw body, bodies on attack. All right, Cap, get to the next point as fast as possible. And it, it has that very go, go, go feel, uh, which I'm not sure if there's anything wrong with that. People might like that. 
but I do miss that era where I could think a little bit more. We were coordinating with squads, and then you would hit a target all together. And like I said, it could have changed due to so many different, so many different reasons. It would be really hard for us to to sit down and pick through it. And maybe we will this podcast. But I do, <laughs> <laughs> I do miss the time when you could have a little bit more of a plan and things felt a little bit slower and more methodical. And I think I've seen this like, I guess, criticism or commentary in my videos as well as like people uh, have been noting that like I play a lot more aggressively. I play a lot more fast and loose and 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 it being sold as like a tactical game, right? People, when they see that kind of gameplay, they're saying, hey, you're playing too fast or whatnot. But people don't understand that like that's the meta right now, right? To keep you're up playing with like Call team. of Duty, man. You're playing yeah. like Battlefield yeah so i mean i'll be honest even to this point like the medic and the ticket system i kind of feel like it's heavily swayed into unless you have a medic like right on top of your body hitting the give up button and getting back in as fast as possible to get pressure is it seems like the thing that a lot of people do at least in the pub scene uh so i don't know maybe that i could i get a, a different experience there but i feel like more bodies up is mattering more than just hold and wait for your medics yeah, so kind of touching on how it's it's changed, especially the the hab, and I even have spawn the fob spawn. I, I think in the in the past there was a, a, a significant shift, and your videos are probably also a good example because you're known as Mister Super Fob, right? For better <laughs> or for worse, yeah. Mister Super Fob, and it's it's really funny because now a, a Super Fob to some people is putting up some sandbags. And that's not a super fob. That yes, there's some. I mean, you that you can have sandbags in a super fob, but you're having emplacements. You have HESCO blocks. You have actual fortified positions. You're dumping you have, tens of thousands of build to get to a super fob level, right? Like it's not just a couple of sandbags and a HESCO wall here. There, like I remember, like doing maybe sixty lodgy runs to build a super fob. But yeah, definitely. Like people think that anytime you build up a fob at all these days, it's it's a super fob, which just shows how. I guess I guess you could almost say improperly used the fobs are right now. But yeah, continue. But so yeah, so that's that's my question. So is it going back to the the fob itself? I feel like is actually almost I don't want to say it's outdated, but the game has moved so fast that a fob is not a fob. If a fob is almost just like a rally. And it it I notice myself when I'm squadling or commanding I actually get frustrated sometimes when people stay on fobs because the, it, it, in the current meta, it is actually on most occasions, it's better to spawn, leave that fob and continue doing something else. And in the past, you could potentially, and you know, I've, I've tried to force this on certain maps and certain layers. It's, it's never going to work everywhere. You can, you can make a, a, a good super ish fob work now, but it is almost an outdated art to build things up and stay there because by the time that you've built it up, uh, the objective has moved. There's vehicles out that are uh, around and, and completely nowhere near where you've now just fobbed up. And we're completely out of position with thousands of thousands of build and 20 people while you're getting now pushed on your second to last cap. Yeah, I think you've touched on a really good point, which is the game moves too fast for fobs to remain relevant for a long amount of time. 
most fobs are just used as a quick let's spawn let's get in there and then the point is taken within i'd say 10 to 20 minutes sometimes you'll end up in a grind fest where you're spawning off the fob continuously but i think for especially aas the game moves in either direction so rapidly that you never really get a chance to build up a fob and you are kind of de-incentivized from staying on the fob from for too long because that means that you're not on the objective now going to fobbing on objectives you can do that it's just the game mechanics that are in place right now make it kind of easy for for you know those kind of fobs to get obliterated whether it be from off map assets like you know, su 25 strikes or a 10 strikes or even the the overkill arty barrage that completely deletes a fob off the map there's just so many features in the game that kind of make fobs irrelevant as far as how you would think on paper they should be used uh i i think most definitely one of the things that needs to get changed is how fobs are you know destroyed just because like right now and they kind of touched on this recently right with the fob bleed out timer but this was like even a recent change it used to be so easy to just ninja ninja down the radio <laughs> right you could just send two guys yep. and then boom a team-wide spawn is now down it's gone or or even two guys proxying the hab i think it's way too easy to remove fobs and habs and it just turns it into like why am i investing why should i invest so much time into building and defending a forward operating base when it can just be removed by one the sneaky boy or an airstrike that i can do nothing about so i i've got i kind of feel like owi is is still struggling to figure out how they want this mechanic to play out i don't know if they're comfortable with where it is now but i just do feel like that it could be so much better than it currently is as far as fobs go what are some changes that you would like to see like do you have anything in mind that would make it better and and make it more consistent like do you do you, or maybe you want to bring fobs down to a more casual level and maybe not call it a fob but a team-wide spawn at a smaller level no i mean it's it's weird it's i think every squad player at their core they it, fobs can be almost romantic and that might seem like kind of crazy saying that but i mean you when you put down that radio, sometimes on some maps, you're like, hey, this is my fob. Hey, this is mine. Hey, let's build it up. Let's fob it up. Hey, we got some people coming in. Let's get some stuff up. You can kind of, all of a sudden, I, I've had games where we're we're back and forth fighting over territory that we have either, or we had a radio there and eventually it goes down and then they put a radio there and you, you kind of feel uh, like a sense of pride sometimes when you do have a good base that does either withstand multiple attacks or, you know, gets taken down and you want to take them out instead. So it's, it, I, I have this weird love-hate relationship with fobs because so many people, based on the the, the slow fob buildup and, and how just, it, it can be just completely out of place so quickly. So many people have a sunk cost fallacy type deal with these fobs where you, you have multiple Logi runs coming in, you build up a toe, something else. You, you got a couple things, a repair station. Your team's just chilling. And uh, hey, the, the point is now 1,500 meters away. And people just want to stay there because they spend so much time doing it. And yeah. so I, I don't know if the fob is the problem. I, I feel like I'm looking over, I was looking over game modes today, um, like AAS, uh, RAS, uh, even destruction, insurgency, invasion. And... Uh, a handful, uh, like Invasion is probably the most 
uh, the fobs and invasion are have the most synergy uh and i i don't think any of these other game modes are actually appropriate for the current fob mechanic based on how fast the game is and so i feel like the game modes aas and ras i i prefer ras to aas but i i i feel like the game modes are the things that need to change a little bit instead of the fobs if that makes any sense I totally agree with you. I mean, I could go on and on and on about things that I don't like about current game modes. I mean, and you touched on it a little bit already in AAS or RAS, what you end up having on some of these layers is caps that are so, so far apart. We're talking about like two, maybe even three clicks sometimes to where you build a fob and it is quite literally irrelevant. You can't hit anything with mortars, the toe can't see anything, and you've built this thing up and now you kind of have to either tear it down or leave it because if the enemy just stumbles across an empty fob that's x amount of tickets you're gonna lose when they take it out so they <laughs> it's like a really weird situation you have where you want to have this building mechanic in the game but very few people use this mechanic and i think it's like the way they have fob set up like as far as a concept and the mechanics behind actually building things and how emplacements work i think a lot of time and work went into it and it works fairly well like as a system i think just when you mix it with game modes there's a disconnect in how those two work together there's not really it doesn't really feel like certain some features make sense in a fob that makes sense for the game mode the only one that the only one game mode that really integrates fobs well would be like territory control right where you can essentially create an anchor anchor point where that point is unkillable unless you take out the fob so i really would like to see more i guess you could say integration or uh, more of a synergy between game modes and and fobs like territory control in other game modes and then you touched on invasion as well where invasion fobs make sense because you're you're typically attacking a point for a long duration of time because it's a single attack and defense game mode it's very linear you don't have to worry about splitting your forces so you can actually organize and feel like you're having a full offense or defense depending on on the situation or the side that you're playing but i think that one of the things that i also want to talk about regarding fobs is the use of emplacements right I feel like the only emplacements that get use are ATGMs and the uh, and the mortars. I don't really know. Like, do you build HMGs? Do you feel like building HMGs is effective? Dude, I I love HMG bunkers. Are you kidding? Yeah, but do you Dude, find I, them effective? I love them too, but like, I feel like they're not worth the cost in most okay, in yeah, most it, situations. It, I I will admit, five hundred supply for that thing is. It, depending if i know i'm having like a lot of build then yeah i'll put down two but it's like it's much it, depending on where you're at it it can be a good focal point for the rest of your five if you do want to actually get like a defensive line or you can kind of tuck it away somewhere um it can be a huge pain to the enemy if you do have a good hmg bunker the problem is you're just uh you're highlighting exactly where you need to shoot so that is a problem compared to the tripod where you can you can have that and that's only 300 uh, build but i yeah the atgms are always built uh mortars are hit or miss i sometimes i don't even like mortars on a fob because then you know you're, you're going to have that one guy who spawns in in the hab and you're trying to be and sneaky just dumps all the ammo just, <laughs> yeah just there there goes all your ammo uh you didn't want to fire the mortars yet and now they now everybody on the map hears you uh, so that's kind of that's 
it, it's weird. It's like I want to build everything, and at the same time, I I know it's only going to be useful for maybe five minutes. And I kind of the the toe you get the best value for your supply with a toe or or cornet, but everything else I just I I I just I wish the the focus of the gameplay was more centered around a certain area that I guess I could predict a little bit more, even with AES and RAS. Uh, man, dude, I, I hate AES. I'll just say it right now. I, I cannot stand that game mode. And it's just, it is so just back cap pushing and aggressiveness and, and still that, that kind of fast pace where you can have tactics and you can have strategy, but it's extremely limited to just go, 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 where it, it once again kind of, I think just outpaces a fob and things like it, it's interesting that you said territory control. Do you, you like territory control or you just think it fits the fob better? I, I like, uh, so I, I like the idea of territory control. I think, I, I mean, I sent the squad devs a couple of ideas. The idea it, of it. So, so you don't like it. You just, I, you like the, it, the idea. Yeah. I think it could be improved <laughs> for sure. I think the scale is too small. I think the hexes are too small. Um, I think some, some of the layers, like the way they have it implemented right now, I think is a good base, but it needs to be improved. Because uh, yeah. I, I, I do like that idea of like every area on the map in between one side to the other is all in play. So there's a reason to fight in these yeah. in-between spots. Whereas like you look at AAS or RAS and the points are so far, what it feels like sometimes is like, all right, we're going to fight within this 200 meter square. And then we're going to move now on this 4K by 4K map three kill um, three clicks away and then we're gonna fight on another 200 meter square and that's yep. what that game mode feels right is you're just going from point of interest to point of interest multiple clicks away and everything in between unless you know you have a vehicle that actually accidentally gets caught or ambushed like every now and then is completely irrelevant there's no reason you should be there and if you're there you're doing it wrong and your team's gonna get rolled because you get outpaced because you get that pressure in aas and ras where it's like Hell, if there's another fob that's on the the base or on the cap point three clicks away, you're you're almost considering do I hit respawn and just respawn over there and teleport over here because yep. now we can get started on the cap sooner and then we if we neutralize that flag then then someone's gonna get the the back fob for the next the next point and then hey I'll just respawn from here and just blink and teleport over there and then start that decap that's what that feels like right that's what aes feels it's like okay get on the next point all right the next point all right the next point and it it's just like why <laughs> why yeah. are we in such a rush like i don't understand like that isn't fun to sometimes. me sometimes it's yeah. just yeah you're just go 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 and you you can't like i was i was thinking back to i think uh was it two two casts ago or whatever when we were talking about postscriptum a, a little bit um, mm -hmm. that we were talking about how you like to kind of reposition and move around and you can kind of do things in that game that maybe you can't do in other games. And, and that's the type of, you can actually set up, a, you know, a, a, a machine gun to support a flank and then move around a, a smaller, you know, fire team and then actually get uh, different fire support levels and angles and, and do all this movement with hedgerows and stuff like that because you can take the time to actually do those things where in squad if you do a flank like that usually it's going to be a waste of time when you could literally just run right through an open field yeah sometimes you're going to get shot but the point is you can just go straight line a to b and the majority of that time that's going to be more effective just because of how fast paced everything else in terms of revives 
uh, just even shooting vehicles, resupply, anything like that. It's it's just go, go, go instead of the, hey, let's just stop and think about this for a second. Yeah, I, I think, I don't know if adding, you know, a, a time lock on cap points. So let's say the center objective gets taken. The next flag that gets opened up on the other side right so like if you're if you took the flag and you're pushing into their side of the tug of war flags now what if that flag the next flag that you are attacking is locked from being able to get capped for five minutes right then that might slow things down a little bit because it's like hey there's no real rush to get on like maybe you can get there first you get set up a little bit but you still have five minutes before you can actually capture the point so that might slow things down enough to where it doesn't feel like, God damn, I have to move the second we cap this point, someone needs to be in that objective, right? And it doesn't feel, it, and that might, you know, cush it against absolute steam rules where people have four guys on the next cap already and four guys on the next cap past that already because you see that sometimes, right? And if your yep. team is not in position, you could just lose flag after flag after flag after flag. And I think the issue with that is it's okay for organized competitive play because everyone there is on the same page, they're on the same level. The teams have recruited people and trained people and got these people to practice. But on the public server, you've got 50 freaking people on your team. These are 50 random dudes. <laughs> they might be new to squad. They might not know what they're doing, etc. Like it's it's incredibly volatile. The 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 general public player experience. And I'm sure you have experiences like this where it's like, what is my team doing? What is going yeah. on here? Or I might be steamrolling the other team. I'm like, what is the... I know for sure, almost every time I stream, I'll have a game or two where I'm like, what is the enemy team doing? With like the entire... Because our, our team knows how to play the objectives and play the points and steamroll the next cap to the next cap to the next cap. And the other team just doesn't know you have to be on the flags. And you can end a game in 10 minutes. And in my humble opinion... <laughs> squad is not built so like oh yeah we won that game we won that game in 10 minutes that's let's a, see if we can win it that's a bad game dude that's yeah. a bad game like let's let's just like i can understand that in competitive games like league of legends or csgo is like yeah let's get this win as fast as we fucking can <laughs> right because it's it's you get that adrenaline rush or that you know dopamine hit from from winning in those competitive games but in squad it's like I want to enjoy myself. Okay. I want to slow yeah. down. I want to enjoy it like a, like a, like a nice expensive dinner. I'm not trying to crash through this thing like a fast food meal. All right. I just want to take my time. I want to, I want to breathe it in. I want to experience it because I think that's where the game shines. I've always found it weird. The people who go into pub games to pub style, like, oh, let's end this game in five minutes. We're going to be in every <laughs> single cab. We're going to get, put the fob there, there, there. And the game's going to be over in 10 minutes. It's like, you, you're not even playing the game at that point. And there's no stat tracking in squad. So I don't know why you're like racking up all these wins. I guess like to make yourself feel better. But it's like, I don't, I, I never understood that. And I don't think that's how public gameplay should be played. And I think when you implement gameplay changes to vanilla squad, it needs to keep the general like cluster, clusterfuck of 50 dudes in mind and making that experience, you know, consistent for them. Because it, it, it feels to me that it's like, you'll get games that swing really, really, really hard one way or the other. Yeah, no, it's those types of games are the worst. And it's, I, I have the same exact feel. And w when I want to to play squad, I don't want to, I obviously want to beat the enemy team. I don't want to, I don't want to have the game in in 10 minutes. I, I mean, I live for the firefights. I want to, you know, all of a sudden run into a, a, a tank out in the open field and actually hey uh, tank on tank let's you know figure out who wins like let's do that i just i don't get the whole 
go 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 mentality. I don't get the people who who set up uh, a toe 300 meters outside the enemy main and just camps the MBT and it's like, all right, <laughs> there you go, GG. It's like that's that's not squad. And I, I think these caps, we we actually, I might have touched on this in one of our first times that we we just were doing this podcast, but cap points may be outdated and these capture areas where we've seen in uh, other games like hell let loose where they're big zones almost and yeah you do have a couple strong points but almost a zone is it seems a little bit better in terms of what squad is probably is best at doing and it's implementing these these types of situations where you can have these great firefights and these great moments but when you you get so focused on like a 200 meter by 200 meter little cap box you you don't get that anymore you you lose all the stuff that makes it so much fun to play squad yeah it blows my mind how like big some of the maps are but how OWI's development as far as game modes boils it down to one or two compounds and that's literally all you're fighting over you know it, 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 it kind of is crazy how small these objectives are considering the size of the team and the size of the maps i what also breaks my heart <laughs> like breaks my heart is because we've talked about how fast aas is right and i know every day i stream or play squad I'll get on the comms and I'll say, hey guys, we need to get over here. What are you doing, right? And I can tell that this other squad is having a great firefight. They're having fun. They're engaging the enemy. But it's irrelevant. If they give up and just cede that area to that enemy squad and respawn on the relevant objective, the team will win. But like, I know whenever I tell people to do that or when I give them that command as, com as commander, I know I'm like ruining their experience because it's yeah, like they're yeah. having fun. They're engaging a squad. It's completely in an irrelevant 100, maybe 500 meters away from the objective. But I can tell these guys are having fun. But guess what? If these guys don't move from that spot and don't get on the objective, we get steamrolled and the game's over. So it's like this weird balance of like, hey, I want that kind of emergent gunfighting and, and firefights to be fun and relevant right i want like yeah. if my squad gets ambushed in transit to a location i don't want to have to go to my squad and say hey guys just give up respawn on the new hab because that's like <laughs> what? Yeah. like like hey let's fight it out this is immersive we got ambushed we, we got some cover we're trying to pick guys up it's like but half the time that happens it's like hey just give up spawn on the new hab and it's like oh, it's i feel like there's so many missed opportunities there and the the way the game modes are set up are just way too focused on that go 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 next objective next objective but that's like why i like invasion right because we can cap a point in invasion and i don't really feel the pressure to move fast to the other point because there's only one point the enemy team's already there they're already setting up so i can take my time but god it breaks my heart breaks it when i have to <laughs> tell some like a squad like hey you know that firefight i know you're having fun buddy but completely irrelevant <laughs> get on yeah, get away from been there. there right yeah, yeah like I, I, we've all had those fights where in the back of your mind, you said, this does not matter, but I'm having a lot of fun here. So we're going to see how this plays yeah. out. But you're, you're kind of weighing the, uh, this is going to be fun and I'm going to enjoy this. But I do know we're going to have a lot of cleaning up to do in about 10 minutes when we're done with this. And yeah. it, it really makes you make non-fun decisions, which sucks. Because a lot of times, the reason that we we 
have fond memories of squad are because of these moments not because yo remember when we like back capped and then uh you know just domino rolled them and that was awesome <laughs> yo remember when we you ended the game in five about... minutes that was yeah, right? lit dude was you, like... you don't think about the cap points you think yeah. about the firefights you yeah. think about the time that all of a sudden like you were just all of a sudden running a lodgy into an enemy lodgy both of your teams just dumped out and you had a firefight in the middle of a field nowhere near an objective mm -hmm. like those are really cool moments and i, I really think I, I was looking at um yeho today and if we're talking if we're calling this squad meta the yeho meta is novo and airfield which is so sad because the russian team every time you play yeho you get a helicopter, you post up in Novo, you wait 20 minutes till the rest of the team figures out wherever the Russian caps are in the background, you fight over Novo, and then the game ends 20 minutes later around Novo and Airfield. It always, that's, that's the game. And the map is enormous. And you have so many cool parts of the map, but you never go there. And if you do go there, you're usually yelled at because you shouldn't be there. Yeah. And it, it, it's these weird areas where... Like, I, I wish you could almost have a zone and it, it's it's like a front. And instead of like a capture zone, it's like, you know, you got to clear out this zone from for three habs or whatever it is. And once those habs are down, you now have the zone. You got to keep moving forward, almost like a territory or offensive or invasion that Hella Lusa has or whatever they call it. Like, it's this, it's this type of more large scale territory, you know, if they increase the hex zone of territory control is kind of what we're, we're talking about here, but these cap zones, I just, I, I don't think that I don't think they're modern. I, I think it's an old battlefield way of thinking of things. And it might be cool for a run and gun respawn shooter like battlefield. And even call of duty has it in their most recent game, but he's, it gets when you add the the strategy element, the tactics element, all these kind of hardcore-ish Milson mechanics, and then you're once again focused on this tiny little flag. It's it, it all just boils gets so down. Exhausting. Yeah, it all boils down to just rush to point, rush to point, respawn, exactly. get in there, get yep. in the point, get in the point, just go, go, go. It's like well, you can't really like you can only plan and use so many tactics against a compound with one two-story building and one shed in it. Like it's like <laughs> I can't like you, and you have like a fifty-man team trying to descend upon this little structure with this little compound. It's like it, there's only so much you can do there, and the game just eventually gets boiled down to this. All right, we're just snap shooting, freaking twitch shooting people now. But like you yep. take a game like Hell Let Loose, that's kind of taken that iteration and, and evolved a little bit. You look at the cap zone sizes for Hell Let Loose, they're huge. They're really big. So what ends up happening is like you might be getting into a firefight maybe a little bit outside of the center point, which is, you know, an area where you'll cap faster. But what you're doing is still relevant. You're still exactly. in the point. You're still blocking things. You might be 300, 200 meters away from that center hashed out area, but you're still helping. You're still you still feel relevant. And so long as you're remotely within the area, you're doing something whereas in squad it's like if you're not within that 100 by 100 meter compound you're, you're 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 completely irrelevant and if you don't put bodies in there you just get rolled and then if you're caught out in the open when you get rolled game's over man you're getting steamrolled all the way back to main so it's it's definitely something that i think owi does need to like get to work on and really think about like how can we make this better because it kind of feels like we're stagnated as far as the gameplay and that's kind of even 
shown in how often we get balance updates right we look at games and we usually expect in 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 most active games balance changes pretty consistently the issue with squad is that we pretty much only get balance updates when there's a content update and content updates come sometimes multiple months at a time so we could have an issue with game modes and they could just be stale and not touched but for whatever reason, OWI will refuse to push a balance update that either changes values, moves the caps around, maybe changes up the number of armor on, on, on certain maps. They just refuse to do balance changes. And it, 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 it blows my mind how this isn't a standard thing now because there's so many issues with the game that get reported and feedback. And this is V1, right? We're no longer supposed to be testing this. This is V1. We're supposed to be like completely released and yet there's still issues on some layers that are completely wildly unbalanced right like you know some invasion layers are like it's unwinnable almost like as attacking for you the just first need a better you need a better gaming chair karma that's all you need <laughs> better gaming chair and you'll you get some headphones uh, with the, the cat ears on it and that's how you can actually win a calf albazar invasion true. Game too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i just uh i hate to sound like a negative nancy right <laughs> but we only feel this way because we love the game right and we we want the game to be better and we want it to be the best it can be and we see the potential there so that's why we're giving it you know this kind of yeah. like tough love right because we want the game to be good we, we we really really do it's not like we're shitting on it just to shit on it we just we want to see it at its best so i i have a confession go ahead i uh i stopped squad leading the past couple days how was that it took a break oh my god i was having so much fun mm -hmm. i was having so much fun because i wasn't micromanaging a let's make sure we have three guys on the next cap so the moment we cap this and then defend this cap we can double cap and then we gain 73 tickets and the the timing for the next cap is this and oh my god where's our like hey like uh let's just have a firefight uh do whatever you want have some fun and it was incredible. I, I was that guy. You know how we tell everybody use your microphone in squad? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I muted 47 people on my team. <laughs> I, I muted 47 people today. And it was one of the best games of squad I've ever played. Because I, I forgot about the game mode. For just, mm -hmm. for, like, just for a second. I, I'm not saying I wasn't actively throwing. I wasn't playing these. I wasn't playing off the objective. We're still playing with the objective. But... You know, I, I think when when you're talking about people who've played so much squad, like I random advanced and secure is no longer really random for me, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I know where to go. I know what to do. But ha just taking a step back from the monotonous go, go, go and make sure you hit this cap and make sure you get this on it. Like forget about the game mode and just have some fun with the firefights. It was incredible. It was so much fun. And I, I just, I, I kept looking at the maps and i just i was having so much fun with the maps and then the moment that those caps almost got in the way of my enjoyment is when i started getting frustrated like i know it's like we're, we're having a firefight there are literally 40 people from both teams fighting over this one point but fire team jimmy over there is is back capping us and we don't have anyone doing it and now this fight is not going to be relevant and we're about to be rolled and it's, it's it's just it's so frustrating because we're having a good time playing the objective right here two-thirds of the server is right here but there's four people three people 
on some undefeated cap point it's 1500 meters away that we can't get to quickly enough because in two minutes that's gone and we're now in our last cap is this that stuff is just so frustrating you know it's exhausting so yeah it's exhausting being a squad leader it's so exhausting being a commander but when you do take that step back and play like a grunt role you absolve yourself of all that responsibility. You don't know, you no longer need to be thinking of like, oh, I need to get those guys on the caps. We need to have a fob here. We, you can just play the game exactly how you want to play the game. And so long as you're listening to your squad leader and he could be making completely like wrong choices, it doesn't matter because you're not <laughs> squad leading, right? Yeah, you're you, just you enjoying inside, it. Yeah. yeah, all you all you can do at that point and all you should be doing is listening to your squad leader. And you you kind of absolve yourself of like the responsibility of like, hey, we need to do this. Otherwise, we're going to get rolled or, or, you know, we need to get on this next cap as soon as possible because you're a grunt. That's not your place at that point in time. I need to get better at that because when I play a grunt role or when I play like a, a non SL kit, I still have that going on in the back of my head of like, I don't backseat, uh -huh. I back advise. Okay. So I'll be back, like, okay, bravo. Just fire a heads team up. Yeah. I'll be like, okay. just a heads up. They will be here before us. And you know, I'll, I'll kind of like try to guide him a little bit, but like whenever SLs make those kind of choices are like, I know we're going to get caught out in the middle of the open and then the flags get rolled back and back. Like the reason why that's always going on in my head is because like I said, Games ending in 15 minutes is not fun, whether it's winning a game in 15 minutes or losing a game in 15 minutes, right? And that's what I talk about when when these vanilla matches need to be more consistent. If the SLs on a team don't operate almost to like 80% efficiency, you will get rolled. That's just how volatile yep. and how delicate the balance is right now. <laughs> if you, like it, it, there's some take and give there depending on how good the other team is and how and how uh how efficient they are but if there's like two sls i'd say two sls is all it takes to really roll a map against a team that isn't doing things as efficiently as possible because it's it's extremely delicate especially with being able to cap so fast being able to get on the next objective like if you know how to play the game modes against a team that kind of does like even if you kind of know how to play play the game modes, it's not enough against a team that knows how. Because you need to be at the right place at the right time, and you need to do it fast. You need to do it faster than the other team. And that competitiveness, it, 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 it can be fun, but it leads to 15-minute games. And those, for the vast majority of the people that pick up squad, in my opinion, those aren't fun. 15-minute games are no fun. So, yeah. That's that's like it's I, I, I do need to get better with just like, hey, step back, relax and play the game. But it's like if I don't give these SLs advice, we just get rolled. The game's over in 15 minutes. And it's just like no one has fun. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's like because I, I get that. And I I I guess what I've realized lately is that that's going to happen. There's so many new people that are playing mm -hmm. that. I, 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 you start to get frustrated at the wrong things and you start playing for the wrong things. It's like you're, you're playing for these tickets, these, what, yes, of course they're the point, but honestly, like we were saying earlier, I, I want to have a firefight. I want mm -hmm. to, I want to have fun. I want to, yeah, if we're going to lose, we're going to lose, but you know, let's take that fight. And it's kind of like, it's once again, we're not like, I'm not actively throwing. We're not actively not playing the objective. But it's this, I feel like the meta is very stale and the, the AAS, the, the RAS, these objectives, you're, 
you're missing so many cool parts of the map and you're 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 limiting we call squad a sandbox i think we even call squad a sandbox on this like very podcast yeah mm -hmm. but it actually is a fake sandbox in some some ways of thinking of it because you can't go everywhere on the map because if you go anywhere on the map you're going to ruin your your experience for everybody else because you're not playing optimally so if if you try to do different things i i even called i think my stream title today was like finding a new meta or something a little cheesy like that mm -hmm. i can't I, I can't do it i tried to do crazy stupid things and it just you you get back into being forced to playing yeah. this this go 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 the game um, modes don't support a full sandbox they they they, they say they do but it's really on the rails as far as what you need to do because people will push it to the limit and there's no cushion within the game modes to prevent that from happening. So I think until OWI comes up with like a better sandbox, and that's kind of what Insurgency is supposed insurgency? to be. Yeah. But like when, when was the last time we had an Insurgency update? I think it's okay where <laughs> it is, but like there, there's so much missing potential here that it breaks my heart. So let's... so. Okay, well, let's move off of AAS and, yeah. and Wraths for a second. And uh, Destruction and Insurgency. I, I wanna, we're also, let's go off Invasion for a sec too, because that's kind of, it's, I think we both agree, it's probably a, a bit better implementation. We talk about FOB meta and, and being able to actually build up a little bit. But uh, Destruction and Insurgency, you, were, you, you said you've never played Destruction. I think right before we we pressed live here, you've never played Destruction. Ever. Yeah, I don't think I've ever touched Destruction just because I know it's been teased a couple times and they had a couple events and then it broke, I think, for a long time. It just feels like not a fully supported game mode. And I don't really, yeah, I, I don't really have any thoughts on it or, or I haven't played it just because like when I hear, if I hear, and we talked about perception is reality before, if I hear like a game mode is like half-baked or it's like, it's kind of implemented, but not. That's not. That's not. That doesn't sound attracting, attractive to me, right? Yeah. It, it it sounds like why am I gonna play this thing that was half baked when I could just play something that has a little bit more thought gone into it? So that's that's why I haven't played Destruction. But have you? Yeah, it's actually uh, come on down to the potato fields where it's actually in our rotation for this week. Um, but we we did Fool's Road Destruction just a couple days ago, uh, and it was awesome. It was awesome, and, and it was. You create, if any of you guys don't know what Destruction even is, and it seems like, you know, it, when it was released, you kind of heard about it and then forgot about it, but you have big uh, destruction areas where you have to search for a cache. Once you find that cache, you then have to have a combat engineer destroy that cache. Uh, once you destroy two caches in this giant box area, the next box area unlocks, and then you just repeat. You know, some maps have two zones, some maps have three. But the enemy, the attacking, the ones trying to find the cache, can't actually build fobs in the next zone until they've already cleared it. So what you can do and what tends to happen, if you have people that actually know what they're... We actually have admin commands that broadcast how to play when this happens because it's as much fun as it is if you actually have people playing. Nobody knows how to play this. But what ends up happening is you actually do kind of have these fobs and these defensives, uh, defenses and these kind of dy dynamic or reactive defenses where you have a, a fob over the general cache area, but then you also have people kind of moving out of the, out of the wire or whatever, kind of trying to, to, to ambush the enemies so that way they can't get set up and, and kind of come, come out and find your cache and 
you have people going out behind enemy lines and just trying to disrupt logistics and stuff like that. So this, I destruction, I'm not saying it's perfect, uh, but I, I do think destruction is actually a little bit more of where I think squad should at least look into putting more resources and time into ironing out because you have what feels more like a military operation. You know, you're going mm -hmm. in, you're trying to find an area, you're trying to break through enemy lines and you're trying to destroy a certain objective. And then you pick up your plan, you move and you do it again. And that is actually when you get two teams that have a couple people that are, are SL it and know what they're doing. Th those are some of the, the more fun games I think I've played recently, to be honest. Yeah, I definitely like we talked about this and I think it was the first episode, the military operation style game modes where you feel like you have the time to, to plan and you have strategies to execute. Those are the most rewarding and the most immersive. I think those are much more memorable rounds than fragging out and ending a game, right? So I think for sure, whatever OWI does, whether it's in destruction or in insurgency, whatever mode that they can kind of bring that feeling of, hey, this is an operation. We have multiple stages to it. You got to recon, you got to plan, then you have to execute rather than let's just go in gun blazing. I think is going to be an entertaining game mode. So it sounds like a fun game mode, um, like when you're explaining it to me. I definitely like to give it a try. But once again, it's one of those things where it's like, are there new layers planned? Are they planning on improving it? Like, and, and I'm getting the impression just because I follow, you know, OWI and, and squads, you know, updates and stuff like that. It sounds like they've kind of left the game mode behind, I guess you could say. So that that's, yeah. that's kind of discouraging to me, especially when, as you're talking about it, it sounds like such a great idea. Uh, but I, I, I definitely have to give it a try and like to give you my full first impressions. But from what you're saying, like I love those kind of those kind of game modes where you have to plan. And I was thinking about it now, and I know we, we kind of want to move on from it, but I was thinking about it, it popped in my head. Hell It Loose has actually figured out how you counter the volatility of rounds now i'm sure you've played a little hell at loose but you'll notice that games in hell at loose while it is like flag to flag to flag it isn't as swingy right hell at loose rounds feel like they last a long time yeah that's true yeah and i think how that they, they've done that and you said that they kind of do that in destruction is limit how far you can put your fob because i think getting the pre-fobs and spawns down for teams on on those objectives if you can do that what ends up happening is you have that those pre um those pre-stage caps ready for your team whereas in yep. hell at loose you can't you can't do that you can't put any spawns into enemy territory period until you've captured the place so it feels like a progression you don't feel like you're skipping because you can't you can't fly and teleport from one side of the map to the other you have to get there so i think that's an interesting lesson that maybe squad can learn from hell at loose is how to control the pacing of the game and how to make sure that everything on your way to the objective feels relevant rather than hey look at these three dudes they got the fob up on the next point we can skip <laughs> yeah, half exactly. the map so i don't know there's maybe a lesson there but i think squad should be looking at what these other games are doing and trying to improve rather than just i don't even know what they're doing i uh, like are they i i wouldn't say they're ignoring them or they're they're stagnating i don't know whatever the weird space we're in right now with <laughs> squad game modes like learn learn there's so much out there now there's competition you have to be doing better you have to be it's it's a matter of time until another contemporary platoon shooter comes along 
And I think that if if a game like that does come along, they're going to have so much information, whether it's from Squad, Push Cryptum, Hell Let Loose, uh, like all these other platoon shooters, they, they can make a really good game because they've seen what studios have done that works and what hasn't. So I don't know. Maybe something to think about. Maybe I'll make a game. I don't know. Sounds like maybe you'll make <laughs> a game. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't oh, know. Super fob the game. Super fob the game. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Well, so so okay. So let's take. Uh, there's going to be an update in November. We uh -huh. know there's an update. There's going to be an update, I believe, also in December, and then we have a lot of stuff slated for 2021. So the. Is there has there been anything that really jumped out at you that you thought would completely change or at least significantly change this current squad meta? My answer to that is no, and that scares me, right? Because it does feel like we've stagnated. They don't seem to be unleashing like a lot of balance changes or new. Like I know, and we'll probably talk about this. They've touched on the Habs and the insurgency rework and 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 dead dead and stuff coming back. But these are all like really minor changes in the grand scheme of how the game is played as a meta overall, right? Like these are like, they, they might change, like maybe it's a little easier to do this. Maybe it's a little harder to do this, yeah. but it doesn't sound like anything that's like, hey, we've identified the major problem and we're going to make steps to change it. It sounds like this is a tiny problem. We're going to fix this. This is a tiny improvement. We're going to do this. It doesn't sound like they identify that there's a large problem here. And I think that's... I don't want to say a failure on their part, but I do feel like, I don't know, man, it's disheartening. It's disheartening. And I just want to see something that shakes it up. If anything else, you know what I'm going to say? Modding, I'm just well, going to do it myself. Yeah. yeah, where's your bingo cards, guys? Yeah. Modding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But what about no, you? Because we've talked about this in the first episode of the podcast. Like, does Dead Dead excite you? Does the Hab change excite you? Um, The Hab change kind of excites me. I mean, it doesn't really excite me. I think it's going to be interesting. If you guys, if you don't know what the hab change is, basically, currently, uh, if you have a couple people within 30 meters of a hab, you, uh, when I say couple, I mean literally at least two people uh, in that proximity of a hab, you can disable spawning. Uh, or if you, or if you like dig down the radio uh, less than 75%, you can also do that. But the hab proximity ch changes, they're basically making it. It essentially easier to disable a hab so six people within 60 meters can disable a hab five people within 50 4 and 40 330 and, and 220 so this actually the the only reason that this excites me is because it will make some of these habs uh completely irrelevant now in these fobs like I, I'm, I'm thinking the the typical fobs that we think of when we play like Gorodok, for example, and radio, you, you have typically the way that that flag, or even if it's not a flag, just that point of interest plays out, is that someone either puts the radio in the bottom cellar of radio itself or in one of those crates, and then you have a hab on the point, mm -hmm. literally right in the middle of the radio station. And what will now happen, because what you currently have, if you're attacking that point, you usually get all your guys up against the, the concrete walls and you start pushing in and you're firefighting back and forth and people spawn in and out. If you have that with this current proximity or with the new proximity changes, you have now proxied the hab without even seeing the enemy because you can get so close. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's these types of, of habs and fobs that I feel like will cause or make people want to 
quote unquote fob up a little bit more because you now need to expand your defensive area. And I've always said when people ask me, like, what's a good hab? A good hab is something where it gets people out of quickly because essentially it is just a, a hab or just a spawn bunker. And if you're fighting in a hab, you're always going to have a problem. And with these proximity changes, you now need to get a much wider area of a, of a defensive point for your fob in order to keep that fob up. Otherwise, it's going to go down really quickly. So I, I feel like I'm probably, maybe I'm, I'm being a bit too optimistic about how impactful this will be, but I do feel like it's going to be a bit of a learning curve when people's, because we all know those one guy, that one SL who can just jimmy rig a hab, put it inside these little building, it's halfway out with a little shed, and you can just have that one little exit that's just barely peeking out. And I think those kind of habs with this proximity change, is ba they're basically going to be non-existent. I don't think that they're going to be completely gone immediately, but as soon as people realize that you need to no longer be inside of that hab and instead fight out, maybe create a perimeter, maybe we'll actually have people using a bit more of the barbed wire, some sandbags to actually create an area where the enemy can't enter in. I, I feel like the proximity changes are going to lean and try to ease people into doing that. But once again, it all kind of circles back to the game, the game modes themselves. It, the, the game modes are just so fast that it, maybe it's just going to make it easier to get rid of the fob and completely wipe the fob off of the map just that, that, that much quicker. Yeah, I mean, you touch on something that uh, I was literally thinking as you're speaking of that radio tower on Gorodok is it's going to make it, in my mind, it might actually make it easier for attackers to take that fob, right? Because... <laughs> for one the cap zone on radio tower on gordok it, it, it's so small it's with it's not even a 50 by 50 meter box for that yeah. cap zone and that that blows my mind we're playing a 50 versus 50 platoon wide shooter and you have a cap zone the size of a of a building it, <laughs> so what's going to happen is i think people are just going to get on the wire and then as defenders you need to stay in the cap so you're kind of restricted to staying in this little box because you need to be in the flag to stop the attackers from taking it. So I think what's going to end up happening is attackers are just going to deactivate the hab, you know, 50 meters out. Defense has no longer a way to spawn. Attackers frag out, throw in nades, breach the compound, and then that's it because... There's no incentive for the defenders really to spread too far out because if you're too far spread out, you're off the point, you know? So I don't know if the meta is going to switch to maybe moving halves off the objective and further out so that you're streaming into the point from a different area. But even I don't like that because then it's like, well, now I have to beeline it straight to the straight to the cap point on respawn. And that's not a fun mechanic. Whereas like, I think the change that we could just do here is just blow up that radio cap zone by, you know, a bunch. Make it maybe a th 200 by 200 meter uh, area around the radio tower. And then you no longer feel like I have to be inside the wire of this yeah. compound here. I can be on a hill here. And maybe the radio tower is a landmark or it's a point of interest or it's a defensible point within the objective. But I don't need to sit in like my whole squad and like my other defending teammate squad sister squad all 18 of us within the wire to be relevant because it's like like when you're defending the point that's usually what happens right is like people start spawning in attackers start getting closer and closer 
Defenders have a harder time of getting out. And now you got like 30 dudes within the wire here at this radio tower <laughs> trying to like get out. And you're just getting farmed by the attackers as you try to run out the wire, right? So I don't know. I think these small cap zones are just so poorly thought out. And it does feel like a relic from when squad was smaller. And like maybe those 30v30 games were a little bit more common. But hey, we're at 50v50. We're in the big boy leagues now. We need a the things need a change. We need a facelift. We, we need to change these game modes to actually feel like they make sense with the player numbers that we have. And like even going on that note, you look at like maps like Sumari or like Logar, these maps aren't even built for 50 versus 50. But then when you look at the larger maps, it feels like the, the, the thoughts behind the cap points there and, and, and the flags and the whole organization there, it's like they're not fully utilizing the maps and it's just it's really confusing no, it's really confusing how they have the game set up right now and it feels stagnated which i think makes a lot of people more frustrated it's like it's not like owi looks at it and goes oh that's a problem here's what we're doing to fix it it's like all right small change here small change there you know tweak this tweak that and that's what i think is burning a lot of players out because i, I looked at squad numbers recently and like i think they're trending down right now right because people have gotten over that v1 hype but the game's no longer growing. And I I kind of would like to see player retention and growth continue because, hey, that means more players are playing squad. That obviously means that the game is doing better and we're still holding at a higher number. But I think the longer that the game has these long-term problems without adjusting them, you're going to see players get burnt out. And that's like that's not healthy for the game. And we want this game to live for a long time. I, you and I love this game, so... We, we we need solutions. We need solutions. Yeah, I do think one thing that people, and even as I was thinking about uh, updates and things like that, there was a very long break between V1 release in September and then now when we're getting an update. And to at, to at least put that little thing there, if there are any OWI or people, they're like, hey, we had a holiday for a month. It's like, okay, yes, we understand. There's... You know, they you take some time off, recoup. It's been a long year. Completely understand. I think what what we're trying to say is that there's been some fundamental gameplay issues. I don't want to say complete problems, but issues that as we've now expanded the game, and you you as you said, with 50 players, some of these maps look great and they feel great during in in the map itself but the the gameplay mechanics with these game modes they're not quite transitioning they're not keeping up with all the other type of content everything else is being added and tweaked and changed but the fundamental gameplay loop is not and that's the issue where a lot of the longer term players are having problems with and when the longer term players are saying hey you know what uh i'm gonna go play tarkov for like uh a week and uh we'll see if i play squad when, when the longer-term players leave or take significant breaks, that means you don't you no longer have the squad leader who is shepherding all the new players. Yeah. When, when that leaves, you have a, a, a downgrade of, of play quality in the server that then gives bad play experience for the new players who are then like, oh, well, I don't really want to play this. I don't even know what we're doing. And it, just, it kind of like uh, snowballs. And so fixing the fundamental gameplay, or at least addressing the fundamental gameplay, which I do hope they address in insurgency, whatever that ends up being, 
you know, I, I, I do hope that this is something that they take a serious look into because I would be, I, I, I'm going to love the, the Marine Corps, but I, if I have to play the Marine Corps on, you know, the same Gordok layer over and over and over again, that's not enough of a, of a change, you know? Yeah, it's, <laughs> they say the game is dynamic in a sandbox and to some extent it is, but like the game modes, like we said before, keep you on the rails. If you're not within that objective, that tiny objective, guess what? You're doing it wrong most of the time. So doing it wrong. yeah, you're doing it wrong. I think you touched on something that I didn't even think of, which was the squad leader base, right? This game relies, literally relies on its community to lead and teach other individuals. If you have the veteran or the longer term players burn out and leave the game, you lose so much gameplay like experience and enjoyability there as far as the newer players that you could have a huge failure, a huge cascading failure here where all the older players just start leaving and you don't have enough people learning how to squad lead that the game just turns into a silent comms just everyone's doing their own thing, running gun shooter. And it, I, I, I don't want to be like the Herald of Doom or anything, but it, <laughs> it, feels like, it feels like that's where we're trending right now. When I'm playing public matches, I know, and, and I'm a community, lead, community leader, right? I lead ops. I know when my guys are getting burnt out. I know when my players and my community is like going, okay, you know, squad was fun for V1 release, and now we're, we're, we're not playing. We're only playing events now. And that's starting to happen again. Because every time they release something, all the all the guys come back, and that's when it's the best. And that's probably why I enjoyed V1 release the most, is because like all the all the vets that played in ops, all the old guys that have been sticking around with the game for a long time, they all came back. And the gameplay experience on the servers was great because people knew what they're doing and people people didn't make mistakes and people were using their comms and all of that. But when you start having that decline or when you start having that deteriorate, it's going to get real bad real fast. And we're already seeing that within my community, the ops community. People are like, yeah, V1 was fun, but like, hey, we still have some of the old problems happening. And I can only imagine if we're just using my community as a small sample size, that like this is happening across the board with multiple communities. And you're still going to have the dedicated people that stick around, but you're losing a lot of potential here by not fixing things that have been long-term problems that, that burn players out eventually. And that's just like... That's a whole problem I didn't even think of until you brought it to light. <laughs> yeah, it, it's something as simple as a as a gameplay loop with a game mode that that could really well, so, yeah, I, Herald of Doom is not we're, it, squad isn't dead. The squad's not dead. We're not mm -hmm. saying that, but it's you the these types of things because I am looking over the uh, the Trello board. Uh, I'm not I'm not seeing that being addressed, and that is something that I I do at least want to make sure. Hey. Uh, can we can we look at this because RAS AS it's it feels dated. It's yeah. I want to play squad in other uh, other ways, you know. And so uh, I do think you know. And in saying this, I'm probably going to try to try to play a little bit more things like destruction and insurgency and things like that. And hey, you know, it might not be a completely fleshed out game mode, but. You know the objectives are a little bit more dynamic so hey let's see let's try to have fun with it so we're still playing the objective and you know ultimately whether or not it is fleshed out it is kind of new content if you if you haven't ever played it so i'd recommend especially if you guys do have communities or you know maybe you're uh you, you run a community or you have some input into what 
can be played on a server, just try it. Just try try different things within it. And so that way, I mean, the 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 community keeps squad alive. And and these types of things, if the devs start realizing and seeing, hey, uh, maybe they don't like play like this anymore. Maybe that's when we're going to get some actionable change in, in these types of mechanics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I I just want OWI to realize these problems sooner rather than later. We're Definitely. just we're all on the same team, right? We all want squad to succeed. That's all we want for the game. We just want to 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 be here for a while. We want it to be something that a lot of people can enjoy and consistently enjoy. And you know, this is just two nerds' opinions. We're not game devs, so we could be completely wrong. But on the ground, <laughs> after playing it as much as you and I play it, these are these are you know our opinions. And I think it's important that we remind people that because I can see people getting a little little too yeah, rowdy. Opinion alert! Opinion alert! <laughs> yeah, yeah, these are these are our our opinions, but. We're, I, we'd like to say that we're dedicated players of squad. We love the game. We don't hate the game. We want the game to succeed. So hopefully yeah. we can we can address these things. If not, <laughs> modding. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, of course. But yeah, uh, once again, a very interesting podcast episode. Uh, really getting into depth on the squad meta, and I think some pretty eye opening insights and and things that you know after talking here, like I didn't even realize, and now it's like. Wow, yeah, that's that's a really big problem and something that should be fixed. So definitely thought provoking, um, a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I I'm I I really hope that we start talking about this and not not we as in me and you, but people that are if you're listening to this, start you know coming up with some uh, some ideas on, on how you can you know maybe improve squad gameplay with yourselves, whether that is modding or trying out some new maps and layers and stuff like that. You know, because ultimately the the devs are going to respond to people who are loud and not loud in a negative way. But, you know, they they, they do watch what you're playing and stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not sure. Maybe we'll we'll pick up with some other types of uh, of the the soon to be implemented squad changes in our next podcast next week. But what, what do you what do you think we got in store next time? Um, I would definitely love to hear what, you know, the viewers want to hear about. I, I think, uh, I think Tarkov is an interesting one just cause it is within our realm. Ooh. You and I both play a lot of Tarkov. So I definitely like to give that a shot, but as always, like we're always open to, you know, insight, suggestions, feedback, whatever you guys want to hear us talk about, please let us know. We're definitely open to your ideas. Uh, you can check out our discord. You can check out the comment section down below. A lot of cool areas where you guys can give feedback and where can people find this podcast as always, Moy? You can find the podcast. We need more people on Twitter, right? Twitter, more people on Twitter. <laughs> command comms on Twitter. Uh, join the Discord. We'll have links below. Uh, you can find me on Twitch uh, Monday through Friday at twitch.tv slash MoyDog. And I upload regularly on YouTube at youtube.com slash MoyDog. What about you? Uh, YouTube.com slash KarmaCut. That's primarily where I do things. And uh, yeah, a lot of cool, interesting gameplay, a lot of cool things for both of us planned. And hopefully as, you know, time goes on, some things might come up that, you know, whether it's a mod, whether it's a new game, a lot of fun stuff, I think, in store for 2021. So I'm very excited. And yeah, we'll see where we go next week. And once again, if you have any feedback at all, please let us know in the comments down below or on the Discord. But I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the podcast man we are just chugging along (laughs) but yeah it's been a lot of fun until next time guys thank you for listening and we'll see you around peace